0: Welcome! You're listening to the Handyman Academy Podcast with your host, Jeremy Lewis. Today, we continue the story of Jason. You see, Jason had just found out that he was going to be a father soon. Now, he knew what he needed to do. He was a handy person. And while he already had a day job... He knew that he could make some extra money on the side by starting a handyman side hustle. But you see, he was frightened by the prospects of starting out. He had spent his entire working life as an employee. He got his daily orders and he worked to fulfill them as best he could. He would put in his eight or 10 hours and be off to do whatever he pleased. But something told him that being his own boss wouldn't be the same. He would have to give up his free time, work odd hours, be in some strange places. So it came as a small surprise when just a couple weeks after him getting his business official and ready to go, that he was emailed by his first customer. The email read, Hello Jason, we have been looking for someone to finish a section of our basement in our funeral home for quite some time. I assure you it isn't haunted or anything of the like, but people are quite hesitant to work with us. We need a new wall built and drywall installed. Can you help us? Roger with Last Stop Funeral Home. Being new to the business and afraid to lose any money that came across his desk, no matter the source, Jason agreed to meet with Roger to go over the specifications of the job. He jumped in his older pickup truck and followed the GPS over to the west side of town. He didn't know what to expect, but he guessed he didn't really expect the extremely old looking funeral home that might have been right out of an Adams Family movie. He parked around back where Roger said he would meet him, and when he got out of his truck he was met by a tall elderly gentleman who looked as if he could be your grandfather. Jason was immediately at ease with Roger. Let me show you where the work needs done. He said with a raspy voice before Jason followed him to a back door with a pin pad lock, He punched the numbers in and they entered a dimly lit room. The room was no bigger than a queen sized bed with double doors to the right and stairs leading down straight ahead. If you don't want to carry tools down. There's a lift there, he said, pointing to the double doors. Just make sure you're off of it before you send it up or down. Oh, and ring the bell so no one stands there. He motioned for Jason to follow him down the stairs. Below was a wide open space with several basement post jacks in place to support the structure above. Dim. Flickering incandescent lighting hung in rows. There were dozens of caskets lining the walls. Shiny, polished wood and metals glimmering in the dim light. To the right was the lift that Roger had previously mentioned. Just large enough for a stretcher to fit on. A button that read Bell and green and red buttons below it to actuate the lift. To the left was a large solid looking door. With several warning labels plastered on it. Roger caught Jason's gaze. That is the embalming room. He said matter-of-factly before ushering Jason past a large standalone refrigeration unit the likes Jason has only ever seen be used in restaurants. He didn't need Roger to tell him what it was for. Finally they got to a back corner area where there was already A dozen sheets of drywall leaning against the wall, with a pile of lumber in front of it. We already purchased everything, but as I said in my correspondence, no one will take the project. With the light flickering around them at random intervals, Jason listened to Roger discuss the project, where he wanted the walls and outlets where the door would go. And in the end, Jason gave a price and they shook hands. Jason followed Roger upstairs to his office and received a 15% check as a deposit. He would be going to the bank to deposit it and then would be starting the very next evening after work. He thanked Roger for the opportunity and he left. The next evening, the sun was already setting by the time Jason had loaded his tools into his truck and started off towards the west side of town. He had to admit to himself that while he was excited for his first project, he was more than a little nervous to be working in this funeral home. Nevertheless, he drove his truck on until he got to his destination, last stop funeral home. He grabbed his tool pouch and a couple other small tools from the bed of his truck and went to the door. He fumbled a bit and had to enter the pin code four times before the mechanical lock disengaged. He figured that since he had several trips to make with his tools, He would load them all onto the lift he opened the double doors and set his tools on the wooden platform before propping open the back door and making three more trips with his tools he closed the back door and went to the lift he pressed the button labeled bell it sounded loudly below them and then stepped back and pressed the red button which sent the platform down below with the sound of a small electric motor whining from overuse and lack of maintenance. He went down the stairs, groping for the light switch, until finally he found it at the bottom of the stairs. The lights buzzed and flickered like mad as they tried to fully light. A loud thump sounded off to the right, and Jason jumped. He already wished he had just strapped on his tool belt and hammer. He rounded the corner, trying to be ready for anything, and... The lift had finished its descent. He sighed in relief. Jason went to work unloading his tools from the platform and getting set up in the back corner of the basement. No matter how many lights were on, though, he couldn't help but feel uneasy and not alone. But that was silly. It was the middle of the night, and no one was here except him, right? That concludes the story of Jason, part two. Tune in next Thursday to hear the conclusion to the job at Last Stop Funeral Home. Thanks for being here with us. Bye for now.